0: plushcare.com slash weight loss
1: you serious so, this is How To Kill An Hour. I'm Marcus Bronzi. There's many ways to kill some time out there. Thank you for killing some time with us. Before we kick off today's show, first thing I want to do is remind you that we have a website. It's 2018, so those exist everywhere. Ours is howtokillanhour.com. And when you get there, you can sign up to our mailing list where you can find out about new ways to kill time, find out about all the cool competitions and giveaways we're doing. We've also got some videos up there. And of course, we'll let you know when we drop brand new podcasts. Anyway, let's crack on with today's show. Today,
2: Billy and I are joined by... Right, I'm Johnny Cochran, um, comedian, presenter, actor, lover, friend, um, <laughs> and one half of Johnny and I now. <laughs> I'm I some I'm the other half. <laughs> Are you a lover and a friend as well? Yeah, well, yeah,
3: yeah to certain people. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, Welcome the, to the show, guys. Hey, it's a pleasure to have you on now. board. I'm going to be honest with the listener. We did actually have an intro that we just recorded, and, and producer Billy uh, is a savage, and because his headphones weren't turned up, he demanded that we press stop and start again. Demanded. How do you feel about how? What were your first impressions of Billy,
2: guys? Yeah, Billy just gunned it down. Mm, he's very straight as well, isn't he? Mm. Um, like, as you were talking there, he went, I'm dead. <laughs> man's dead restart the thing which we now means that there was no sound coming from his cans so yeah, yeah. he basically says if there's no sounds coming through his
1: headphones he's not alive and therefore how to kill an hour is not alive therefore this, we can't carry on with the show there this you go, is start. a real
2: existential kind of yeah, you know, that new street lingo man. exactly <laughs> <laughs> then
1: he just boiled it down and went I'm dead <laughs> I'm the uh, I'm the captain of this ship Oh,
3: I am the captain oh, now. I am the, the captain yeah, now. If Billy
1: can't hear, the podcast can't go on. A yeah.
2: <laughs> dead captain. Jeez.
1: Uh, so, guys, who are you? How would you describe <laughs> yourselves? If I said, who are Johnny and I know, what would you say?
2: Um, Britain, Britain's first black comedy double act on TV. Oh. Uh, yeah. I've nice. well, not that one out for a while. Have we? <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. I like that one. Yeah. Where? We've we've been together for about 8 years now, right? Working together professionally. Mm. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. I think we uh we had uh, the Johnny and Inell show which was on CBBC. Mm. Um some people may have watched it, others may not have, but um <laughs> overall we had a laugh, yeah, which it is was the main thing. It was
3: like a comedy sketch show aimed at uh, teenagers. Uh, so we had all sorts of different, like, fun, cool kind of sketches. And so it was, yeah, it was nice. It was it was a bit different to what CBBC used to, uh, well, uh, what they kind of have on their channel. And so I think that that was, like, the nice kind of spark we were for the channel to kind of bring in a new kind of age of yeah, new content. And new not people. just,
2: you know, when you hear about people asking for diversity quotas and stuff. I think part of the fact that because we wrote our own show, we were dealing with different subject matter, speaking in a different way. Mm. And um, you know, and I still get people come up to us now and say say that they watched it and liked it. You know, so obviously for those people, it was a significant show, and that's all that we. I think that's the biggest yeah, compliment it's, it's, we it's,
3: could get. It is, yeah, it was nice because like we both used to kind of work in schools, and so uh, we kind we kind of took kind of took our humour and kind of the subject matters from the kids we we interact with at school and stuff like that, and used our own imaginations as well as their kind of cool ideas to kind of craft something that okay, could cool. kind of relate to so yeah
1: so when you say you both worked in schools like in what capacity was that
2: I was a TA yeah. um, not territorial army just a teaching <laughs> assistant uh, <laughs> I used to crawl in Stephen's the gold star no, I'm I, dead <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> nice to see you again Captain Billy I can't go back um, yeah no I uh, was a teaching assistant and um, worked with um you know kids in a special needs school um, and then ended up working with some other kids who like been referred to pros. basically kids that weren't succeeding in mainstream in the mainstream school setting mm. um yeah yeah and
3: I, I was a, a secondary drama school teacher so I kind of did like a PGCE trained to kind of be a teacher and then uh, worked in a few schools but I was also kind of doing stand-up comedy at the same time and that's kind of where I met Johnny on the standard comedy circuit,
1: yeah. Mm. Okay, yeah, talk us through how you got together. This is surely an interesting story then, right? <laughs>
2: well, it is, because it speaks, <laughs> the, speaks of the man, really. Yeah, yeah um, it's a, there, there's, there's many versions of this
3: story that he's about to tell.
2: Well, there's, <laughs> there's one that's certainly going straight down the listeners' uh, ears right now. Um, so, we'd already met on the circuit. Um, I was, I guess, a little bit... Well, I was a newer act than I now. He'd been going for, say, a year or so, longer than me. And... um a couple of years in, I thought, right, I want to go to Edinburgh, the Edinburgh Comedy Festival. Everyone kind of knows in comedy, it's a bit of a proving ground. And yeah. and somewhere that people think that they're going to be serious about comedy have to go, really. So I knew I wasn't ready to be taking up an hour show or anything like that. But I thought what would be a good idea is to share an hour, go with someone else, you know. And I wanted to go with another act who was actually decent because... I've seen these disaster no, shows. I, just, I Where, mean,
3: uh, the first time we told this story, I didn't know, yeah, I? Didn't say any of that. So, well, there just pointing that out. Just pointing <laughs> out that He's just added in a little bit of salt. You
2: know, just spicing it up a bit. You know,
1: everyone's allowed their tax. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Add that
2: VAT, that, baby. I've seasoned seasoned this. Season, like, oh, it's are it's you're seasoning nerds, that? Don't you? Twenty percent? That compliment <laughs> will only egg up the betrayal <laughs> that I have. <laughs> uh, so I was like, I oh, know. Would you reckon about doing a Edinburgh show together? Share half an hour and I now was like yeah let me go and see if I can find anyone else that I can do it first you know I see, see right
3: out. there right there the <laughs> listeners can't believe that it's like as if I went up to him said,
2: no, you no, know, let me find someone else Did it, didn't say it to me let me check for he a couple more well people out. First. he's like yeah I'm going to see a few options yeah 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 I'm just going to check out some things yeah 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 a couple of weeks later he's like yeah go on then mate let's do it <laughs> couldn't find anyone else and suddenly I was in so um, you know and I said he was a good act and that's how he treated me wow Um, so basically, uh, when see we went know, Marcus is looking at me different now. Look, see, look at is it?
3: Don't believe everything you hear,
1: bro. Dummy dirty, dummy dirty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can do your side afterwards. You can get both sides <laughs> yeah. of this. Take it to trial. So, Captain Billy. No, he's yeah. Judge, judge I had a lot on my mind, you know, like Marcus. <laughs> no. it,
3: it was a tough time. And like, summer was... Like, money was tight. And like, people was
2: just like... Objection. <laughs>
3: Bayless like, knocking like, on the door. <laughs> yeah, like.
2: um, but I think the fact that we've ended up working together for, like, a number of years now... It's um, kind of a bit more... Um, I think it's quite special the way you kind of get together and stuff. Yeah. So, basically, it kind of speaks to the level of organisation of myself and I now. That <laughs> we didn't have any Edinburgh previews for this show that we were now booked into. Mm. No Edinburgh previews, apart from one, which was the day before we were leaving to go up to Edinburgh. So, when we turned up at our preview, neither of us actually knew what the other one was going to do. Yeah. So, we both showed no, no up. No idea. So, basically... Um, one of the, uh, the, pe- the people organising this uh, preview, they were like, right, who's on first? And I thought I was going on first. <laughs> I now thought he was going on first. so we, we both went out. We both walked out there. <laughs> and then there's just one mic stand. But luckily, and this is what I mean about the chance thing, there was two stalls on the stage. Someone had put a stall to the side of the stage and there was another one with like the mic. So I was like, all oh, right, you can go first, but I'm sitting here, which had a mic set up as well. So when I now was doing his crowd work, I was jumping in and saying little things. And it was going well. Interacting, yeah. And, yeah, and then by the end, uh, when I went on, I now did the same thing and it was working. So we were like, should we just do some <laughs> together? And, which, which, to be honest, at that stage of stand-up comedy, you're very selfish for time. You mm-hmm. want to showcase yourself. So it was a big step for us to be like in our first and morale together. Yeah, we basically
3: cut like 10 minutes off each, of each other's sets to kind of interact each o- with each other and the audience together. And and as Johnny says, it, it's quite rare because like everyone's going out for a full hour on their own. Mm. We're going out for a half hour each and then, then we're also splitting that time to kind of do stuff together that's kind of unplanned, but interacting with the audience and so it's like, it's some, but it paid off in a random kind of way. It, like people really liked it the feedback we got after that like single preview. Everyone was like, oh, do you do that stuff on stage together often? Because we we're loving it, you know? I was like, yeah. And yeah. hey, they're loving it, you
2: know? Yeah. Then we got a TV show out of it, basically. So <laughs> cheers. There's like a massive gap there, but yeah, that's pretty much
1: how it worked. Yeah, but out. essentially, the person who left
2: that stall on the stage, yeah, You've done us a solid yeah, one. It's, yeah, so they started go. us off.
1: Did you uh, go back and find that stool lever and try and investigate? Because that Do would make I have a very thought. nice origin story. Uh, no, I haven't even been back to that venue. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah and no, we haven't. Does it still it's in Balham Oh how people change. <laughs> <I know. laughs> as soon as the deal comes yeah, through, yeah. You're like, I don't even remember the name of the place. Some <laughs> of, some of here in just yeah. <laughs> <have been> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: I don't sit on the stalls anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so is it pretty much you wowed somebody at the Edinburgh Fest or or and then they happen to work for CBBC or was it? What was the actual process? You know, was there some, com- there were some conversations. You didn't yeah. just turn up and say, we're here to do the TV show. No, we had. That would have <laughs> been great as well. I mean,
3: that would have been uh, a magical story, but it didn't quite <laughs> happen like that. Uh, uh, there was a, there was a producer, uh, there, w- uh, there was a producer that we knew who worked in TV, who also worked along with another producer uh, uh, for, I think it was Princess Productions, wasn't it? Uh, and so, and they invited uh, invited themselves along to our show and they saw what we were doing and, and the, the crazy thing is because of the, how we were set up we did the our show started with me and Johnny doing something 10 minutes at the top to the audience and then this and then the next 20 minutes is me befo- followed by Johnny uh, and so uh, uh, they they were only there for the beginning bit and then my bit and then they left right after that before Johnny could get on and so Johnny, Johnny
2: was, I was Johnny was a bit miffed I'm walking around again you've blown it for me mate <laughs> You ruined it, eh? I didn't even get a chance to shine. Oh, this show's done. No, I can't be bothered. Go on, here you go, guys. It was a waste of time. And then I remember getting a call, uh, later that evening from them. And I was like, "Oh, maybe you didn't mess it up. <laughs>
1: like... Maybe you did a good job." Yeah. <laughs> but then I know did it did it switch around for you? Were you instead saying, "Well, there hey, you go. I made us.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: good thing I picked you."
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's why I had to ask around
3: first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. But yeah, we we're quite lucky. Uh, we worked with them on a few ideas. Initially, it was initially we were kind of kind of go pitch something for adults. Um, in terms of in the comedy realm, what much how I guess every other stand up does. Uh but there was something quite special about the way myself and Johnny kinda worked and the fact that we both had that history of working in schools as well felt it felt it was like felt like a good fit to kinda try and aim something at the teenage market rather than just the older market that we were that we're known for doing in stand up. And so that's kind of the, the beginnings of how it, it first spawned, is not it?
2: Absolutely. And I mean I think um it felt natural because we'd worked with kids, like you say. But also, if you look at the history of double successful double acts in this country, many of them, if not all of them, have started in mm-hmm. kids' TV, you get maybe a little bit extra leeway in terms of time of learning your craft and stuff. Mm. If you come out on adult TV and manage to get a break, you better hit the ground running, or because people it's got over. a lot of things to say. Yeah, <laughs> it's go- it's over really quickly. You have got to be banging to that level straight away, so-
3: and you already know by how vocal everybody is on social media anyway. Mm. So stuff like Twitter and stuff like that. As soon as the show goes out, like people are live tweeting already, whether the, whether they this is the sort of show that they're into or not. Mm. If they just happen to just scroll on it and they see something they don't like, it's already going online, and it's and so. Uh, so that was the kind of cool thing about starting in kids' TV. They were too young for that. Uh, well, so I, you're I'm not even old enough the, to be on Twitter. You don't yeah, count. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we don't count them tweets. We, we were getting tweets. We, we, were, we were getting, getting some. Tweets. We were getting some tweets from a few. A few. Some I, I want to say parents because otherwise why are they watching exactly <laughs> we've got
1: some hate, haters and lovers you, I mean, you've got to laugh though at it you got to laugh so there must but there must be some golden uh, tweets there was, that was one guy that was watching directions.
3: every
2: week and he was he was criticising it every week but still tuned in yeah he was like, <laughs> like there was one guy who set up his twitter account just so he could tweet about <laughs> us and say how much he hated the show <laughs> it was like only tweets on, on his thing that's how you know your show is doing well yeah. that is great he's creating a
1: profile and he is locking in live exactly no I play
2: a business <laughs> We, we we have generated movement in his life, and that's, that's right. what we want. But no, I mean, look, the thing is, is what, <laughs> let's go sincere. Uh, no, I think one of the things that we found as well is, um, I actually think it's a good example of how racism works in this country as well. Mm. See, because we were coming out as the first black double act. they saying, don't get me wrong, CBBC are very good for having diverse talent on their uh, uh, station. They have got loads of different uh, black and multi-ethnic uh, presenters on there but w- we knew that we were doing something different when we rolled out. We were two black guys fronting a show and speaking in a way and I, I say speaking in a way we were we were just talk- we were being us and mm-hmm. we were referring to aspects of life that not only we had uh, grown up in we'd also observed from the yeah. schools that we were working in. Yeah. For instance um the uh, sketch show character I come up with uh, which is a superhero character called Wasteman Um, so his power had he had the power of rubbish basically uh, which is rubbish and his sidekick bear man who essentially used to just shit teddy bears that was it and um, the villain was Omar Days as well so it was making a Uh, kind of um, it was like a play on
3: words like we use with kind of a lot of the slang that kids were kind of using in the schools that we work in and so like on one hand you're you're getting the visuals for the younger ones that they're seeing oh it's like a superhero he's a rubbish superhero he's got a sidekick dressed up as a bear but on the other hand you've got your older teenagers watching it and they're hearing a totally different storyline going on purely because of the words that we're using and the slang that we're talking. And So like, there's there's almost like two different kind of sketches going on at the same time.
1: Exactly. Cool. It's not like you're going full road, man. Just by tweaking a couple of words that you know are relevant, you still get the mass appeal in yeah, yeah, the UK, yeah. but you managed to connect in a way that, I'm going to be honest, I don't think any other comedy show on CBBC has because adults making something funny that don't know what kids like is very different to you guys because you were in mm. the, you were in the field.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were in.
1: I was there, man. You, were there. you know, you
2: know you, you, you're completely right, and I think that um, you know, w- there's a lot of shows that aim to work on two levels where the kids will watch it and laugh, and the parents know what they're laughing at, mm. and then there's other things that the parents will laugh at and go, "Oh, you're not old enough, son." <laughs> <laughs> bit, but what we actually did, we made a show that worked on three levels because we had bits that. Uh, that the adults would know, and the kids would know, and the kids might laugh. There were bits that just the adults knew and mm. would laugh, but there were also bits that just the kids knew mm. because a lot of these parents didn't know what waste man stuff was. So the kids are mm. laughing. They're like, "What is going on?" Mm. So we were getting tweets every day, like. Oh my God is is there seriously a, like a waste man on CBC? <laughs> 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 you are freaking out? Like in all the cities, Birmingham, it. London, they're like, what, what is this waste man on CBC? <laughs> you know, but the, the the reason why I brought this up in the first place was because there was one guy who sent out a tweet which was simply was, what is this? What is this damn show? Why is it teaching our kids to talk black? Right, and that was literally what it was to mm. talk black. So we were coming out there and we're like. What is going? On? What are you talking about? We're not. First of all, we're not teaching anyone to talk black. Second of all, what is talking black anyway? You know, <laughs> please break this down for me. I didn't. I missed that class. Um, but in general, you know, if you look at the response, they say Ant and Deck. Mm. Was there tweets going in saying why are these people teaching our kids to talk Geordie? You know, mm. no one's. No mm. one's. It, someone's. No one's saying that. Mm. It's because there are certain areas with. Very low, maybe, you know, uh, exposure to ethnic minorities or a different culture. And they've got... They don't like it. So, mm. I'm pleased we opened some doors. Well, they were very vocal towards us. <laughs> 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 no, but it
3: was it was important. It was it was an important part for, like, myself and Johnny and in the way we kind of wrote the show. It was a thing where, like, the number one thing, like, we always said was we don't want to talk down to the kids. Mm. Don't want to talk down to the kids. Because, like, as Johnny was saying, Johnny was working with kids. I was working with kids. And the kids, we, we both... Uh, were working with you couldn't talk down to them you have to talk to them as an adult and so it was a thing where you have to kind of talk to people in different kind of ways so they would that everybody would get something out of the show and so that's kind of how we kind of crafted it as johnny explained
1: yeah and what 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 are kids like in school nowadays or when you were you guys were in school what were they like What, what what's the difference between kids how how you were when you were kids compared to kids nowadays?
3: Well, first off, they got the social media, man. We never had that. <laughs> the, the, the only internet we had was like when we go to the IT room at lunch, and that's <laughs> that's about it. And if we had two computers that you could share, two internet-enabled computers. That was it. The rest are on the intranet. Intranet, okay. The Intranet. Oh, you remember wow. the intranet? Yeah. That was just the school's network. That's it.
1: With all the you boring can look stuff. At school
3: stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's it. You can see what's happening at lunchtime. That's about it. <laughs> jumping, <laughs> jumping on in
1: Carter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Listen, uh, can you can you school the listener, please? We, I mean, we've met, we've mentioned in Carter once on the show, but I believe it needs another honourable mention. Well, people mention.
3: don't know about Microsoft
1: and Carter. Yeah. Some people didn't even goes. know it was Microsoft. It was the yeah. original Wikipedia. Way, right, way, before, yeah.
2: way before Google, yeah. you know, when you wanted to check something up, you may go on in Carter yeah. and um, find out different facts. You need CD-ROM for it. You need a CD-ROM, <laughs> yeah. but also... This was way before. Like, everyone walks, <laughs> everyone walks around with iPods and stuff, got music. Yeah. It had a few tunes on in cart. <laughs> Yeah, so when you go to like an artist or something, it would have an example. The one they choose, I was listening to David Bowie changes <laughs> just because it felt really cool. It's like, Yeah, there's music. And the, uh, and the only other one they had, the only hip hop one they had, was Grandmaster Flash the message. Nice. So I just listened to David Bowie changes and then to, <laughs> you'd then straight up to Grandmaster Flash, like, Yeah, let's go. I uh,
1: did not know about those cheat codes. Uh, uh, yeah, cheat co- hey,
2: if you were lucky enough to have it, your
3: homework was always on point. Anyway, you could tell who had. Microsoft and Carter because their homework was always looking
1: thick. And all the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same results. Very similar. So yeah, they've got social media nowadays. Like, what about the attitude of kids like? Is it is it less of a thing where you're the teacher talking down to them or are you talking to the kids like on their level the same way that you kind of aimed your comedy?
2: How how was it? Um, I, I, I don't think they... Um in their own minds, they don't suffer fools anymore. Like yeah. they, they, they don't want to be patronised. And in general, if they think someone's talking rubbish, they'll tell you about it. Like I don't, I don't, I don't know if I'd say that kids are less respectful, but they are less. They're um,
3: more aware that there's something else at play. I think, and I think that's kind of down to the internet being accessible to, for everybody who has a phone. Like everybody who's got a phone now, they're they're able to kind of access the internet at any point. Where, as before, that was never a thing.
2: You had to go to the library if you wanted to learn something new or go to school and listen properly. Mm. That was it. <laughs> I, I, I just think the kids are also aware of their rights mm. as well. They show less deference uh, to like older people. Um, you know, it used to be like... We had, like, some of our teachers are just madmen. Like, <laughs> so you know, you, know they, you just didn't know what was going on. Like, one guy, Mr Ball, used to roll around with a stick, like, like a broom handle without the actual broom bit on the bottom, right? Mm. And then he'd walk around kind of hanging his shoulders on it, right? And then when if someone started talking, this guy would slam the broomstick onto the table so loud that it was literally like a flashbang had gone off. And everyone was like... <laughs> He's like, I've now got your attention. You <laughs> know <laughs> <laughs> this like, from Taken, right? Exactly. It's like Liam Neeson. You know Mate, you didn't mess around <laughs> anymore. It's like, okay, yeah, you got my attention. Back in the room.
1: That is very scary. You but don't want to get the somewhat effective. Him, you know? Yeah, <laughs> cool. So
2: you've applied kind of
1: that knowledge of kids into your comedy, right? Now there's loads of like sketches that are really funny. Actually, before we get onto the sketches, what was it yeah. like as a new duo trying to push past some of these ideas where adults don't understand the words? Because <laughs> adults run the BBC, right? Yeah. So you're yeah. two. New acts having conversations with people that are long in the tooth. They've been there for a while, and you've got mm. ideas that have never been heard before. How the hell did you get those on air? It was a battle to be fair
3: <laughs> for most of it. I think what they they did, it, what 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 was happening is with the sketches we were writing. They didn't quite understand why they were quite they were funny, and so they'd let us get away with a lot more because they couldn't really understand it. Because. Uh, <laughs> I guess because like we had a we had a, a sketch track called the Johnny Carl Show where Johnny plays uh, Jeremy Carl mm. and so and and all the guests on the show are all fairy tale characters so it'd be like Red Riding Hood, uh, Pinocchio and then it'd be it'd be almost like the show for the adults uh, as this as he was kind of saying from how it's on different layers for the adults they'd get it because it's it's they know the Johnny Carl they know the Jeremy Carl show. Uh, uh, the kids will get it because they recognise the fairy tale characters, mm-hmm. and the teenagers will get it for the issues that were going on. And so, it would be, uh, so it would be like, for example, Pinocchio would be on, <laughs> and he'd have to take a lie detector test to see if he's been stealing from Geppetto, and and so, and, so, and he get stuff like that, and or Red Riding Hood, she has to take, uh, she wants her grandma to come on the show, take a DNA test to see if he's actually the big bad wolf or if it's actually a real grandma, stuff like that. Yeah. And so, it's like there, there there'd be like humour on different layers for different people, depending on who you were. And so, I guess in in terms of how we kind of tackled it it it, it was it was always it was always a uh, it was always a thing where we always had to kind of be mindful of who we are speaking to and how they're going to respond to it
2: do you, do you know what <coughs> i'll i'll go a step further on this and mm. i'll just say i think that uh when we first um got our first series commissioned mm. the thing is once your show's commissioned it's commissioned so they're kind of like, yeah, we don't want it to be a disaster, but if it's a disaster, you're done. You'd see you later, guys, <laughs> yeah. out of here. Like, it's over, you know what I mean? We gave you a shot. And this is actually how I think that um, certainly the big channels and organisations tackle diversity, and I think that's one of the big issues. Because they give they give black people or Asian people a shot. They don't really support them. They set up people to fail and then say, look, we gave you a shot, yeah. and you don't succeed. So when we went out there... They were probably thinking this is going to be. Some of them are probably like, "This is going to be a bit of a disaster." Mm. But feels, a, you know, maybe it feels a quote, or, or I don't know, or, or certainly it's. You could see why we commissioned it, but it's, it's up to them at the end of the day. Yeah, and when it was went on to be su- as successful as it was, I think people within the organisation started taking attention and being like why are they laughing? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what, what's happening? Hang, hang on. What exactly what's are going they on finding here? funny? Yeah, we're going <laughs> to have to look behind the curtain here. Yeah. Like, so, And at that point, <laughs> like,
3: <laughs> we started to try and get changed.
1: Yeah, <laughs> really? Yeah. So was yeah, it, the, yeah. just so you know, like listening now to so the conversation, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, was it like, this looks really good, but how about we just add a little bit And, yeah, to oh, it and uh, we just tweak it yeah, Every other day we were yeah, changing stuff
2: Really? Like yeah. And there was a lot of, oh, right, um, See this bit? Here's the funny bit. Should we take that bit out <laughs> and then put in something that's not actually funny, and then go with it? And then we're like, yeah, but that's not funny. That's oh, the whole right. point of the yeah sketch.
1: <laughs> so after the first season did really well, that must have given you some real like balls then to come in and say, well, this works now. So can we
2: like, you know? Kind of, confidence but of they us. but they wanted to get more involved in it as yeah. well. So okay, right.
3: They wanted to kind of get have a closer eye on what was going on, and they mm. also wanted us to have uh, writers as well, mm. or to to come join and write stuff for us
2: rather than us write the whole show ourselves. And um, so
1: what did you say to that, guys?
2: <laughs> no, to be fair, to be fair, we had writers on the show anyway because mm. it's like we had so many sketches to fill that we wrote we wrote say twenty percent of every episode. But there were individual sketches. Twenty? Did I say 20%? You said 20 that. How wrote, much are you getting paid? We wrote, <laughs> <laughs> we wrote 80% of every episode, sorry. and um, But we would have like 20% that would be volunteered by um, other, other writers who might write for a sketch or whatever. Because we had a lot to write otherwise. Um, so it's not that we couldn't have taken other people's writing and worked with it. Because we could do that as well as write our own stuff. But... Some of the things that were being suggested were, were way out of whack. Oh, go on, give us an example. No, you don't have to name any names, do you? We don't have to name the names, <laughs> but there's a sketch
3: that
1: me and Johnny both know. <laughs> Just real low-level stuff, real low-level. It was like... I might find it funny if it's bad enough, so go on, tell me. Oh, I don't even Rah,
2: know I love terrible jokes, go on. Can we even say it? Yeah, I think we probably get... Basically, there was one There was one um, sketch which was... Uh, the, the characters were called Spamhead, Spamhead and, and Nitwit. nitwit. And I couldn't tell you everything about what happened in the sketch, but it was just like I mean, seriously, have you seen what we've done in our first series and you want us to do this? <laughs> what is going on here? Um like <laughs> <Scandalous>. it was scandalous. <laughs> it was it was it was scandalous. I remember
3: our faces and we we both saw it. it's like, is this serious submissions? It is a serious submission.
1: <laughs> you weren't like ah oh, emailing back, car. Well, good one, guys. You got us. Yeah, This yeah. Has
3: come from some big writers, like these established writers. They've been writing for the, for, for a long time. Really? Like, this what they said? They what, what what did you send them as a brief?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but the thing is, is when you think about it, like this, one of the things that may be troubling is if you look at the way that writing for a show like that would work. They have a show. They say these are the two guys funding it make some sketches for them. If that's what comes to your mind when you think about us and what we do, then you haven't got us at all. Mm. Now luckily, we we wrote if we didn't get sketches we wrote all of our sketches anyway. It was not an issue because that's what we wanted to do. Yeah. But there are some people who don't necessarily have as much uh, writing talent and or
3: a creative control, I exactly. guess. Exactly.
2: Yeah. And then they are more they're more going to be um, susceptible to whatever they're written, yeah. you okay. know. And so these people can tank quickly because mm. if that's what's getting served up for you, I'm not saying that's just necessarily just you know a, a race thing or anything. That can be for anyone in the industry. Mm. If you don't get creative control, you are a, a slave to whatever you're given, basically. Mm. So,
1: with your writing process, how did you make? How, how do you write together? Because you know it's two different minds, two different styles. <laughs> I would say different styles because you do two yeah. different people. Well, how do you how do how do you work out? How do you go from idea? to scream we we would we used to get into a room together
3: and we used to just bust jokes for hours and we'd have we'd either have like another producer in the room writing notes or we'd be taking notes as we're just busting jokes and we'd have we'd come in with different ideas that we'd thought about uh, that we'd want to test and then we'd, we'd just play it out to each other we'd play it out We'd banter on it. We'd see if we can riff off it, off of it. See if anything comes from it. If nothing comes from it, eh, throw it away. If something does come, oh yeah, that's nice. let keep that down. Keep that down. And we'd keep we keep laughing and joking and bantering. And two, we'd have like the a skeleton frame, and then we would kind of go off and we'd write we'd write over it, and then we'd do that process again. We'd bring it back in first draft. Let's see how it goes again. We'd start start bantering off it, see how it works, and it, that was kind of the whole process from like the. From the
2: initial first season, I guess. I think that we basically would... There were bits that we would write individually and just take away and just do on our own. And then there were bits where we would collabo. And then there were other bits where I might write something and then send it over for INL to have a pass at just to see if he could add any extra bits. And then vice versa, he'd write something and send it over. So I don't think there was any one set formula. It Hmm. was more about um, just making sure that we both felt that we were getting our stuff across. Like, the way our show was structured, we basically had a theme for each show, and the idea that it was kind of like... A lot of the stuff was almost off-camera. So... Um the show was going out and we were there fronting it, but a lot of the time we were trying to get out of there. We wanted a we wanted a Radio One show, you know. So yeah. we would be it, like, it was
3: a it was a cynical take on a kid's show.
2: Yeah, we were just constantly <laughs> trying to get out and improve our stock within the BBC. So it was things about particularly my character. <laughs> uh <laughs> my character was you know, very um kind of egotistical and ambitious and you know, when you basically are trying, your your um, narrative for your show bit is like, we need to get out of here, mate. We're much better than this. I've got so many fans and stuff. And then at the end, obviously, it all comes crashing down. And then you're back going, kids, we love you guys. <laughs> you know, and it's, that, it's that cynical thing. Because I, I think kids really get that. They, at the end of the day, everyone tries to sell things to kids all the time and they're not always just like you know naive to it they understand that there are some people who are self-serving out there shall we say yeah I guess it was a case of breaking down that fourth wall where
3: we're just letting you know that yeah, this is this is what we're about <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. as soon as the big opportunity comes we're out of here you know right. yeah. exactly. but, but for now yeah, this is
1: cool. You're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But you had plenty of gold as well. You had some great <laughs> sketches on there. I mean, I know one that still does the rounds on social media is, is the school, the schoolroom sketch, like, yeah. of all sketches, shall we say, like, the mm. the, the trombone uh, yeah, version yeah, as well. Yeah. Like, I presume that came from you guys, right? Like,
2: yeah, well, yeah. we, originally that whole sketch um, was from INL's, like, not necessarily that one, but in general, the... Whole teacher and yeah, it was from yeah. my time from teaching, yeah,
3: uh, and kind of loosely based it off like personalities in the classroom, uh, and then it, it kind of spawned from there. Because I remember we we did we did like a, t- a taster tape first before we kind of got the show. We did like a taster, so I guess the execs could see what kind of tone we're kind of going for, and uh, we shot it quite cheaply, and and um, and one of the sketches was this sketch that we was going to film. Uh, and the premise was Johnny was going to play the teacher. and Now was going to be all the kids in the classroom, uh, and to, and I guess to and to differentiate from the different kids, I just wanted needed to have like an item of clothing to show I'm someone else, like glasses or something like that. And it just happened. It was just a wig in 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 the in the room, and so I used that to kind of play the character of Blondie. It was just a blonde wig that they found, uh, and and from there on that the the, the character was kind of born i guess yeah <laughs> spawned from there yeah <laughs>
1: so, what, have you got favorite sketches that you guys take away or some sketches that were fun to do when you're putting together that you had a real laugh on
2: <clears throat> um yeah i mean i think i think uh the, the ones that people liked i think we liked, but there are other ones where they became funnier for filming there was um a computer computer game sketches which um we both wrote in the first series and then I wrote on the second series. And uh, there was um, a sketch that I'd written about um, how... like, Because these guys are devout gamers. All they ever do is game all the time, you know, and do reviews like a YouTuber yeah. would. And basically, um, for one episode, my character has got an avatar that he's been building up. He's spent three months grinding, you know, and I'm sure people who play games know. It does get, it's a grind, it's a it's a job, you know, and he's ground and ground until finally he's got his character where he wants. And in the sketch, you can take on ju- battle jewels and uh, basically you can either have a safety jewel where nothing happens, you just, you know, you do it for fun, or a, 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 a for keeps jewel. Where well, you risk everything. Where, yeah, your character <laughs> dies. And basically it's that classic thing of, look, if I press this button, it becomes a real jewel. <laughs> Imagine if I press that button my uh, INL knocks me I've pressed it and then I'm fighting for my life oh. he dies and then um, basically I'm <laughs> freaks I'm, out I'm absolutely distraught my character <laughs> and basically the reason why I, I mention this is because when when the uh, at the end of this sketch so basically I'm distraught and I'd send him out the room and the camera just kept rolling and <laughs> yeah, no, nobody said bread. cut <laughs> there's at least 10 to 15 minutes of INL I'm on the bed just crying <laughs> And I know just keeps coming back as his character, going. Your mum said, "Do you want some dinner?" And I'm like, "Get out!" <laughs> and, and then he comes back in again, going, "Do you want to go over the pot? Get out!" And he just goes on oh, no, and no, on no, no, and no. on.
3: Nobody, nobody called cut, so he kept coming back in, just, <laughs> just getting on his yeah. nerves. But it's, it's one of those things. I guess as a gamer, you don't want to lose your profile. People get so angry nah, about it. Can you
1: imagine? Big people could get you? so
3: angry about it. And so it was. It was one of those things. I remember that day as well, but That was a fun day.
1: How about yourself? you said that's the same one
3: uh no I think one of mine would have to be we did a sketch strand called uh bag it, where it's it's two it's two it's two boys that work at a, a supermarket checkout and uh, and their their morals are everything to them and so basically they they're serving. they're, they're really up, up they're, they're, they're really good at their job uh but when it comes to someone that is doing something morally that they don't agree with they shut it down straight away so for example there's a lady that comes in she's only got three items but she's asking for a plastic bag what you want a plastic bag bruv (laughs) (laughs) can't you hold that what's the matter (laughs) it's bad for the environment you know it ain't biodegradable you know it's good (laughs) and so like they'd shut it down like that so it was it it was fun to kind of play those characters because we'd we'd we were there all day and we'd just have different customers come in because we had different sketches that we wrote but they they were literally just different customers and who they'd interact with and it was just fun to just have a conveyor belt of different people coming in and then we just shut Mugged them Mug them off. <laughs> we just mug them off. It's like, hey, Rev, what's getting like, <laughs> hey, two for one nappies, you know, you can get a deal with that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good actually. I like that.
3: Yeah, man. <laughs> those characters were fun to play. I love
1: those ones. Yeah, man, I think it's great. I mean, the only real difference, I think, between children's, oh, apart from the audience, children's comedy and like adult comedy is that on CBBC, really, you can't swear, can't smoke and drink. But other than that, it's still the essence of comedy is still there, right? You've still yeah. got to focus in the same way. So, in the future, like, an adult show, would you? Would that be something you'd like to do? Absolutely. I yeah. mean,
2: you know, you've got our numbers, guys. <laughs> got numbers. Um, yeah, no, um, that's, to be honest, I wouldn't take um, what we've done with Johnny and I and Elle back at all it was mm. fantastic but ultimately it was always our you know, dreamed to be doing adult TV anyway. It was something. Adult TV? Okay. To do. Yeah, right, right. Oh, no, that time. is a good. Tr- uh, that's Billy just perked up. I just want uh, uh, to say that. Billy's like, like,
1: that's, that's a big leap. Billy was, like, <laughs> Billy was like, I'm
2: alive. He's
1: no longer dead. Yeah. 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 Headphones aren't
3: dead. <laughs> What's that, Bill? The Johnny Arnell station. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to have an X in there somewhere, haven't you? <laughs> Uh, um, Yeah, maybe not that kind of thing. Uh, Calm down, Bill. Yeah, (laughs) operating a babe station-style policy, doing sketches and then having people to call up so they can hear it. Those are long shifts as well, just the two of you running
1: that station.
3: We'd we'd love to do, uh, I guess, especially as a sketch show for uh, adults as well, but I guess the sketch shows are very expensive to kind of make, and I think that's one of the things, and I think that's why we were quite fortunate in terms of getting a space to work on CBBC for so long was we get, we got to explore those avenues and we got to explore our ideas and kind of, not a safe space, but like in a space where we had time to kind of grow and learn from the mistakes. Because as Johnny was saying before, sometimes when you get pushed out into the limelight, you've you got that one chance. And if if, <laughs> if you mess up, that's it. It's game over. You don't, yeah. see, don't see that person again. You see him in Sainsbury's, maybe, but that's about
2: it. It's like, mm, okay, it's probably that's too expensive. Sainsbury's, yeah, maybe, there, yeah, maybe Morrison's, yeah, little, yeah, little, yeah. little yeah. Nieto. N- Oh, gosh. Gosh. vignetto, it's yeah, oh, gosh. There. yeah. Oh, gosh. So,
1: um, <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: just a bunch of people in that supermarket who blew their shot. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, you lads. your chance. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you getting the Swedish plum tomatoes yeah, as well? I yeah, it's a long way down, isn't it? <laughs> yeah.
3: But I think, um, I think you know the, the main thing I think we learned from working on CBC is, especially in this industry, it's, it's more about longevity and consistency. And I never realized how important it was, until to actually kind of being in TV and learning that, because you think, oh, you get once you're big, you're big, or you once yeah. you, you, you appear on one big show, your followers go up. That's it, you're made for. That's it, your life is sorted. Then it doesn't really work like that. And and it, and it's it, it, I guess it's good that we kind of learnt that quite early on. That it's more about consistency. It's more about performance. It's more about how long you kind of you can kind of keep a hold in this game for. Mm
2: rather than just being there for like five minutes. I, I couldn't agree more than, with that. That is that is certainly a lesson we've both learned. I, mm-hmm. uh, what I, the kind of idea I had of this game before I started in it was such a naive one. Mm-hmm. I literally used to think that, yeah, I'll get on, do well, and because I'm good, I'll just keep going and there will just constantly be work. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not the case. I remember um, speaking to Doc Brown like he was doing the Four O'Clock Club as well and so we've become friends uh, via that as well and through comedy and he was saying that he still gets people like kids coming up to him being like you know uh, what you doing around here he's like I live around here and they're like Brother, you're on TV like what, why would you live around here kind of thing He's like I don't know where they think we all live like you know I mean? <laughs> just all living in Mayfair no that ain't how it goes down you know um, and I've had similar experiences as well people can't believe that I would be there like around East London, I'm like, do you know how much it costs to live around East London?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. I'm I was just... going to ask you for some money, <laughs> you know?
0: <what> I mean? <laughs> shake you
3: <shake it> down. <laughs> Bro, how much you got? Let me hold it. Yeah. Uh,
1: How often were you like compared to others? Because that's, I feel like that's what the industry does. What kind of comparisons did you get? Apart from Radzi from Peter, obviously. Well, know, no. Ra- joddy, yeah.
2: Radzi, Radzi, actually, he was a runner when we first came out. So yeah, we runner. know, we know Radzi quite well. He's a, Really nice guy. Um, And he was a runner at that point. And I remember we were coming in to do promo and Mm. he was there because he had similar hair to me and stuff. And he was like, oh, I want to do presenting and Mm. whatnot. And we got on well and he was saying, this is a real kind of landmark moment. He was like, between your show and there was another show that there was on at the time, fronted by Michelle Ackley who does the one show now and some Mm. other guy, another black guy. And he was like, this is the first time ever they've had two back-to-back shows with both black presenters like mm. uh, and he, he made a big deal of it at the time and then mm. l- a little while later he ended up doing blue, blue peter Beater, and yeah. his you know I did
1: not know he was a runner
2: yeah, yeah. he worked his way up, man. Yeah. <laughs> we used with Ori Aduba as well when we was going to match a day kick about in the first year. And, um, yeah, you know, yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're all yeah, he around. he was
1: on Newsround as well, not he? So, officially, you set the big hair trend for Mel's art. 100%. He, that, yeah. <laughs> I'll
2: call Radzi out right now. I'll call him out. You know, he's been biting my style for a long enough. <laughs> and okay. had when he first met him. You know? <laughs> I, told I told him. I told We put it on the, on our Virgin radio show, didn't we? I called him out. I called Radzi out. If he wanted to say anything, knows I was like the hair first, so yeah, um, yeah, yeah. i have set that. i said set that trend. Um, <laughs> You're claiming it, yeah. But no, I mean, obviously, first black UK double act as well, because one of the obvious ones were on kids' TV. Two black guys front a show, Keenan and Cow. And um, yeah, you know, and. Uh, In our show, I now had a bit of an obsession with ginger beer as well. That was uh, a a real plot point. And I thought, (laughs) you know, let's not be compared to Keenan and Kel. We wouldn't be as crass as making whole storylines based around one character's obsession with a soft drink, orange soda. Uh, So we went down that road. Um, (laughs) To be fair, we were getting those cans before we
3: got the show. Yeah, we were. (laughs) There you go.
1: You were just keeping it real. We were keeping it real. real. Yeah, yeah. Ginger beer, man. What's the (laughs) whole Jamaica? So, what's the future plans for you guys then? Like, <laughs> what, what, what would you want to be like? When I next sit down with you, what do you want to have in the can, or what do you want to have in the works? Ooh, that's solo nice. work, duo work. What's well, the we bo- we, well, we both have
3: like solo careers, and we both have careers together. Um, we're fortunate enough to kind of be still working together and uh, doing a bunch of sketches together and, and stuff. I'm not sure if we could kind of talk about
2: that. Yeah, uh, fire it up. We're we're doing some sketches uh, on a new show on Sky One or uh, around Sky anyway. I don't know which exact one it is, Um, which we're filming next week or something like that. (laughs) It better not be next week. Yeah. I may have my (laughs) dates for it. Next week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that's for a kids show. Um, That's it. So, you know, that it's good to be back work, working up sketches and uh, showcasing what we can do. Mm. Uh, we, you know, we were on Virgin Radio for a year and I've done other radio as well. So, you know, mm. that option's always still open to go back into radio. It's something I really enjoy. Mm. You enjoy radio. I know you used radio as
1: well, you? Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed live broadcast. It's quite interesting. Though. Uh, we like to lean into tech on how to kill an hour. What's your take on kind of, the change in radio and music that's happening—you know—you have got likes of like podcasts, like this yeah. Fubar radios and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, only online stuff. What's your take on that now with radio? Uh,
3: I swear, sir, I think that's definitely the direction in which it's going. Um, we purely, started on Fubar, yeah, yeah. We started on Fubar, radio <coughs> yeah. As well. We used to have a show, a mad show as well. <laughs> <laughs> I think online, it's there's there's less restrictions, obviously, yeah. um, and so especially podcasts and stuff like that—they can really blow up. Uh, and and uh, whereas radio is always a thing where you have to kind of listen live at the moment, and that's less less of that is happening nowadays, especially with TV, all sorts of forms of media. Like nobody's kind of tuning in at that specific time unless it's football or something like that. This is a big event. You know, you're, you're going to catch up on on a, a catch up service or you're going to on a yeah. streaming service. And I think that's kind of what's happening with radio a lot is. People would prefer to kind of listen in their time rather than be dictated at the time they have to kind of listen to things.
2: Yeah, it's it's on demand these days, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. You know, and um, ultimately, uh, it's like like the uh, podcast says: it's how you're killing an hour mm. at the end of the day. And if you've got a spare hour to spare, then you can do it at that point. But that doesn't mean you have got an hour any any time of the day. Mm. So um, I definitely think it's the way forward. I think you see a lot of. Um, People launching themselves in, you know, that kind of new media and gaining a real good traction and a bit of following. With our food bar show, we didn't. I mean, the way that we grew an audience so quickly, and you got people returning, like they're like they think they're your best mates. Like mm. I'm not saying they, we, that we didn't know them, you know what I mean? But <laughs> it felt like a family kind of thing, and that is mm. what I think um, the kind of podcasts. Um, uh, format allows yeah, you to do. you literally
3: getting emails coming through it's like I've just caught up on the last 20 episodes you did online right, and now I'm able to listen to it live when it's happening and it's like rah. It's like that. that is the magic of podcasts is people can listen in their own time. Some people listen when they're going to sleep mm-hmm. and it's like some people just have it on in the background in the house and just so it feels like there's someone there and it's something to listen to while they're doing work. Mm-hmm. Other people on the commute on the way to work other people at work and it's like the fact that you can listen at any point whenever you want, pause it whenever you need to, mm. I guess radio, you just can't get that. And so,
1: yeah. yeah. How would you describe your FUBAR show? You said it was pretty
2: off the rails. <laughs> um, so,
1: <laughs> I think <laughs> I could still
2: check it out as well at somewhere. I uh, think you can so. can find it. But uh, basically, it, w- it was off the rails. Uh, we would come in and we would discuss like um, recent news topics, you know, try and put our own spin on those things. But off. After that, there were a few different features we had run, and one of the features that where it would always kick off was uh, our agony uncle section. Now, I cannot believe uh, some of the stuff that goes on out there in the real world. Like, I'm naive. I mm. mean, we had people t- giving us their dating stories, dating disasters. Like, oh, some mad ones. <laughs> some were absolute <laughs> craziness. Uh, there's just a, a couple that jump out to mind. Um, one who so was like, oh. I went on a first date with a guy last week, and it had gone well. Like we were sitting down having a drink, it had gone well, and I thought, you know, I'm going to go head home with him. Uh, and he's like, "Okay, I'll just settle up." So he went over to the bar to uh, pay the bill, but then at that point, she realised he was on Healy's, and he he, <laughs> <laughs> he did a Healy over to the bar. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like oh no I've said yes yeah. and now he's going the Healy's oh, it, 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 all
3: de- it all depends on how cool
1: he did it but still it's like <laughs> if, if he, if he managed to out, if it? he managed to do like a reverse Healy which is the hardest ever move in a game to move, move backwards on okay, Healy yeah, okay.
2: then, then I'll be like you know what swag <laughs> Yeah. 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 You still got to answer questions of why you're a grown yeah, man yeah. and healy, but no, st- yeah, at least man. you can say I've mastered it. Yeah. yeah, yeah you know, throughout yeah. the night, it's going to
1: be a little, <laughs> when you're holding the drinks out. Did he keep the healies on, though? Oh, did she go
2: home with him? I think she did. She was just like, I felt absolutely obliged to. Yeah, jumped on his back, innit? Yeah, it, yeah it? exactly. <laughs> as he's healing all the way home. <laughs> but I, d- I don't think. Sh- I think she went back but then, you know
1: What's worse being a Healy wearer or sleeping with somebody that has that you know has just worn Healy's recently?
3: I think sleeping with them, you know. yeah, because you, you have to answer to your friends as
1: well. <laughs>
3: <So> <laughs> you could make a choice. When they
1: when they when they see him in the Healy's you have to you just
2: have to vouch. Like, so if you yeah. bump into them in public, somebody wheels up <laughs> Dave <laughs> could never meet on a heel as well. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, it's, it, it, it's it's a dastardly world of people wearing heels as a grown person. Uh, it's
1: I didn't even know they existed in adult sizes. Neither did I.
3: I've special shops. Especially yeah. mate, custom made him. <laughs> you oh no, yeah, That's just weird. Custom, oh, that's
1: yeah, that's yeah. the war. Dodgy. Oh, that's, so, how, but
3: that's how you know he wanted to impress on a date, though, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Got the customs out.
1: Oh, so you think he <laughs> wheeled into the profile mirror that he has not one mm. yes. Yeah, this, this honest, is it, right, and wheeled know? off. Yeah, I'll yeah. be
2: honest, if I turned up at someone's house and they were over a workbench working on something, I, as I got closer, I realised that they had their trainers upturned and they were <laughs> installing a wheel into it. That would probably scare me more than if they were working on like an axe or something (laughs) like that I mean I don't understand and then all the doors slam and go I can't let you out of here (laughs) you've seen too much (laughs) (laughs) exactly why didn't you just call ahead (laughs) and you know as you're trying to get the door he's just helium in the (laughs) way come back
1: (laughs) Uh, oh oh man so that's (laughs) a taste (laughs) of the show there okay Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
1: <laughs> uh, I've not asked you how you like to kill some time. I will do in just a sec. Though. Yeah, yeah, no worries. I know. Yeah. Kinetic comedy talk to me boom
3: yeah kinetic comedy um it's created that about about eight years ago mm-hmm. now it's it was it was a kind of a frustration of being on the stand-up circuit like what would happen is we'd always turn up to like most of the I guess most of the gigs in like London and the surrounding areas they're all like in upstairs of pubs and function rooms and uh and personally I guess as a black guy I've never really felt comfortable just w- wandering into a uh, into a pub just <laughs> yeah. just full of people and, and just like, yeah, I've, I've come to entertain you. It, it, it's always been a bit... It's always like, didn't sit well with me. In, what? Because you're black? What's that got to do with being black? Because like? it would always be in like working man's pubs, labour pubs, where the majority of people would just be all white. Right. Right, and, and then I'm walking in there going to try and entertain them. And it, it never kind of sat well with me. And in those uh, rural towns,
2: you mean? Yeah, there, and, yeah.
3: And, it, and it's one of those things where a lot of the gigs we turn up to, they there wouldn't be any music and so the audience would just like, be talking really quietly because they don't want to talk too loud in case someone hears them <laughs> because there's no atmosphere. And I, I, that that frustration kind of grew. I mean, it was like, nah, I, like I don't like this so I'm going to try and do better if, th- if that makes sense. And so I kind of created kinetic comedy um, just to kind of showcase diverse comedians with a diverse crowd was our, was our main thing. It's kind of c- celebrating people's different cultures rather than kind of being afraid of it as a lot of people seem to be and so it was, so it was a, it was a case of, it started off with me just getting my groups of friends together. Cause my, my group of friends is quite diverse. Uh, and then it kind of exploded out of that and getting different comedians on such as Johnny and, and, and loads of others. And, and it is, it was, it was, it, it felt like a nice way of kind of creating a, a nice vibe in the scene that there wasn't really a place for. Cause you'd have, you'd, you'd have like black comedy shows, you'd have Asian comedy shows, um, but you wouldn't necessarily have mixed, and you and you definitely wouldn't get any advertisers being mixed. And so our thing was like, no, this is it. We're gonna we're gonna go into be all inclusive and diverse. Let's let's do it and let's celebrate it. And yeah, we've been going ever since. And now we're uh, we're heading to the, the major festivals this year. We're doing Latitude Festival, Leeds Festival, Reading Festival. Uh, we've got uh, Johnny Cocker's gonna be there. Uh, Mo Gilligan's gonna be there. So a whole bunch of different people. So. I'm really looking forward to it. Really. How, how do you go
1: everyone. about getting yourself on a festival circuit? Do you have to holler at them? Do they holler at you when you are ready? How does it
3: work? <laughs> uh, kinda the organizers kind of aware of us for a while, um, and it and it's been a case of just constant communication, trying to get in with them, and then eventually it was like, yeah, no, nah, this is the right time for it. Um, and Because we've been going for so long, it's it's a thing. We've been going for eight years. People can check the back catalog. There's mm. there's like we've, we've we've put the work in basically to kind of the right to kind of be in some of these places. Awesome, man. Uh, so, Latitude. Yeah, man. I, I like Latitude. Middle class festival, but it's cool, though.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's, it's got a nice vibe to it. It's got a
1: real nice vibe to it, man. Yeah, you bringing out Johnny with you as well? Yeah, of course. Cool. Johnny always accompanies me on the. On <laughs> you looking forward to it, Johnny?
2: Yeah. I'm, I met my fiance at um, Latitude. <laughs> <laughs> See, there you go. Now, that's a
1: story. <laughs> now,
2: yeah. fuck killing time. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Um, basically we were doing a gig uh, at Latitude on one of the days um, and the night out before I went out on a bit of a rampage um, absolutely battered in a field <laughs> wandered over to a girl who seemed similarly battered um, <laughs> so I thought I'm still in here Uh and uh
3: did you even need the Heelys?
2: yeah and um, we were just having a chat and it turned out she lived near me so i was like wicked this is all good uh little kiss and a cuddle later Married. We're engaged <laughs> <now>. <laughs> guys the younger viewers dating really is that easy it? it really is you don't need tinder and all those other apps exactly <laughs> where are you wearing wheelies no, no, because it was in a field. So uh, <laughs> that's the only reason I took them off. Oh, you turned my mic off. He's dead. Hey, hey, off. Hey, He's wearing the 4x4 four four version, doesn't he? Need the off-road version.
0: There you if go. If you oh, took no. the
1: time to build off-road versions, yeah. that would be... I'd be impressed.
2: Get the and also it, it? even more scared yeah, but- that somebody took the time to make those. The off-road versions are just like the old school skates before inliners. Do you remember the four blocks? <laughs> oh, forwards, oh, the roller yeah. skates. Uh-huh. Yeah, and the roller skates. And if you put like ser- serious tread on them, you oh, start yeah. going, you start going up hills, really.
3: just digging. Right, mate, in. When, you're, when you're checking the tread count on your on your wheelies, that's,
2: you have got to be too far. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. That geezer back at his workbench again, just fixing a bit of tread. Got to get thirty three millimeters. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> so, guys, how do you like to kill time? Then start with you, Anna. How do you like to kill time?
3: Uh, I'm, I'm a I'm a I'm a gamer, man. I'm a, mm. I'm a I'm a fun gamer. Like the the thing about this industry is you don't get a lot of time to game, and so. I, I've picked up a Nintendo switch last year and it's it, for me it's been it's my go to gaming device anytime I get like a bit of time where I just need to just like down tools. Nintendo Switch comes out, bit of Mario Kart, bit of Zelda, boom, that's me. I mm. Lo- love it. But you you're,
1: you're very console. into your gaming now, aren't you? You're not just you're not just a casual game. I believe. I, I, I'm not I'm, I'm not casual. I'm, I I I casual game now like as it as in the amount of time I
3: have for it, but at the same time like I've been gaming all my life, like uh avid collector of different games and consoles and things like that. Uh my girlfriend luckily enough uh, she she's heavily into games as well, otherwise it would be a bit tough <laughs> to kind of find some time to play <laughs> hiding have... away is that I never did... want to be that, that you know that person that just hides away in the corner room and is like keep it down in there
2: like I'm trying you she, could, she could watch like the younger brother when you're growing up yeah oh, <laughs> oh, I, I hated that I was even like, though there's two pads I'm just yeah. doing one player. Though. I used to
1: watch yeah. I used to get given a control pad that wasn't plugged yeah. in yeah <laughs> uh, but well,
2: you fell for that <laughs> yeah <and I> was, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sick. sick oh yeah the wireless console <laughs> yeah
3: early <sick>. adopter yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: So what about the Tuesday Twitch tuning though? Yeah.
3: I, I do a Tuesday Twitch tuning with my girlfriend. The reason is that we do it on Tuesday is the only day I get to do it. It's a okay, so, um, good it's, day. Yeah, great day. Um most people are indoors, hopefully. Um but yeah, me and my girlfriend we sit we uh we, we put um we find a bunch of multiplayer games that we kinda that we'll put out there to for people and then people get their game consoles ready mm-hmm. and they come and join us and they come and play along with us. Um we have a lot of love for Mario Kart. We did a bit of Mario Kart tournaments. Uh, all sorts of games. Any games that are kind of multiplayer that people can kind of play along with online. Uh, we did like a Drawful one the other day. Drawful's quite a cool game where you, anyone can play on their phone. So as long as you're watching the stream and you have a mobile phone, you can join in and play with us. And so it's quite cool. It's, it's like a you get given a, like a, a phrase that you have to kind of draw and it's an obscure phrase that you have to kind of draw. Everybody else in the game has to ch- kind of try and guess what it is and stuff like that. So it's quite so. It's Yeah, the Tuesday Tuesdays tune
1: in every week is, is is fun, man. You should join in. I will do. <laughs> yeah, I'm involved. In definitely, get involved man. in that.
2: 100% yeah. man. Uh, how about you, Johnny? How do you like to kill time? I'm a big gamer as well. <clears throat> um... I'm more on Xbox, really. Though uh, Destiny uh, is my go-to game. Um, I, don't, I don't
3: see Johnny when he when he goes online. He's-
2: <laughs> if you need to see me, I'm in warlock form <laughs> and always available. Um, so yeah, I play Des- Destiny's the game that's really co- the thing is. Like I now said, you haven't got that much time. So for mm. me, I, rather than spread myself thin, I just get really into one. Like, things like FIFA and or Pro back in the day when I used to be obsessed with, I haven't got time for something like that now, so I play it every now and then. Mm. So this year, I've basically played Madden, because I'm getting quite big into NFL now, um, Destiny, uh, Tomb Raider, and just things like that, like, go intense on one game at any one time, really. Cool. We went to E3, actually, a few few days ago. I know, jealous, and, um, man.
1: Bruv, the new Tomb Raider. Yeah. Sick. Is it? So sick. Oh, god, Is it a PS4 exclusive, Billy? Or is it going to be a cross-platform? It's cross-platform. Oh, cross-pla- oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you you go, get it on the Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> <Right, laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's some great games coming out, man. Yeah. Like, honestly, sorry, listener. Every episode since E3, i would be like, oh, my God, E3 is amazing. Games. <laughs> games are so good. But, like, yeah, so many good titles. That I'm, I'm, I'm hyped
3: for uh, that Cyberpunk 2077 that I saw the trailer <sighs> for. It looks amazing. That is um,
1: shut down parts of E3 it's, it's, like,
3: it's like GTA in the future really you're gonna love it you know
2: that's a <laughs> it's nuts I am you're interested gonna love it <laughs> it's nuts it's imagine like
3: if th- people can get augmented in all sorts of mad ways oh
2: uh, really
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay,
2: yeah that's a bit of me
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. by like the end of the first get day it was invitation with- only to their room no, oh, wow. no press was allowed in there without an uh, invitation yeah, it was course. just oversubscribed it was ridiculous
2: see I've seen what Destiny, t- Destiny 2's DLC which after the first game when they dropped The Taken King it was better than the the first release Mm. and it's looking like that again because Destiny's um, it's been a game where it's lost a lot of its uh, gamer base because it was just treading water and I think at this stage they've realised they've got to pull their finger out otherwise everyone's done. to, <laughs> 100%. And you can't muck about these days. There's too much choice. Exactly. Way exactly. too much choice you
3: can't muck about. They
2: got lazy and now <laughs> <laughs> they they have to do everything. You
3: know, you're lazy. You're lazy.
2: It's <laughs> a lack of effort here. Yeah. <laughs> you're not trying. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the content? Oh. I mean, you know, and you just, when I'm playing online it's just a bunch of, you know, disgruntled Americans going, Oh, for God's sake, Bungie. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I've got. Bungie, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. (laughs) uh, When people
1: are cussing the developers in there.
2: That's (laughs) cold.
1: That's cold. That's cold. Um,
2: You must sit. Sorry, go on. I was going to say, the other thing I do to kill an AI as well, like I was saying to you earlier, podcasts like this, uh, which is fantastic, but also there's one that I'm recommending at the moment. In the Dark, season two. Dude. not season. Season one's all right, but season two is a, an absolute madness. It's mm. about a real. Well, they are saying justice in s- Southern America. Uh, a geezer has been sent down for a quadruple murder for twenty-one years, has had six trials, and did he do it though? you got to listen to you got to listen to some of the things the way this case is built so if he's had <laughs> six trials i presume the first few trials didn't quite finish so, so basically <laughs> without you know you should listen to it anyway but he gets he gets convicted and then it gets thrown out the convictions unsafe every time so it's unsafe like who has ever had six trials mm. that is crazy and the thing is is when the charge gets thrown out the da could say okay did it but every time the da is like I'm having another go, I'm having <laughs> another go. <I'm> having <laughs> another. that's a personal vendetta that is and we're not just talking about I want you in for life we're mm. talking about death penalty Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna chair. kill you I'm gonna kill you he's going Richard. for the chair that's <laughs> it yeah. bro you get the chair exactly <laughs> once the chair every time and the geezer's on death row so it, it's it's quite something listen to it. it I mean if you think you suffer from anxiety that
3: must
1: be a madness <laughs> when somebody's not trying to kill you in like the conventional way with a yeah, the knife they're, trying they're to, getting
2: you in court they're trying so to kill you, you through you the paperwork killed. You yeah, know? you get killed <laughs> legally, and through they the can just, they can watch exactly, no, exactly. through the window. Yeah. watching the screen
1: in it. Can you imagine that somebody saying, "I got you," yeah, no. and then they wheel off with their wheelies into That's the their distance. Li- their yeah. Life, they've dedicated yeah. to getting
3: rid
2: of you. That's and then up. and then you get out of it, and you go, "Yes, I got off for that trial." And then he's going, "We'll give you another one." Oh, and you know, you're, you get know, six, stress. 21 the years pressure. stress. But the problem is, is once you get to that stage when the state has been after you so long. They can't afford for you to get out if you're innocent because they're like, Mm. well, then we have someone who we've put in jail for 21 years Mm. and he was innocent and, well... going to see the shit out of you. It's Mm. not just the lawsuit. um, This is the thing with the whole making a murderer thing. When someone's done 12 12 years for a crime Mm. that they could be proved to have not done, have you then made yourself a problem? Yeah. Because if you're in jail for 12 years, could you honestly tell me that if you were in jail for 12 years, you know that you wouldn't come out a little unhinged, a little bit more prone to violence or whatever. You are making murderers. (laughs) So when there's a guy, how's that guy going to go to sleep if he gets freed? 21 years robbed. You know, his daughter was was six months when he got put inside first time. His daughter's now a grown woman. And if you're like, I did not do this and someone has been trying to kill me, can you ever just go back to going... I mean, you might not need to work, but... No, you can't work in seasonings after that. No. I mean, first of all, you, you, how do you let that go? How do you let the... Because that DA, you could be coming after him going, look, I'm going gonna- <laughs> to... I, I, I wouldn't lie. I'd have to go after the DA. I'd probably that have, that have to mean? do the crime after I've just that's, done yeah, that yeah, That's on the DA. what I'm saying. On that is DA. what I'm saying. Because in, there are a couple of people that you could go around and go... They've got to go. You know, <laughs> yeah. they've Can't got to go. go you know, and, know. and then you end up doing, like you say, doing the thing that you've originally been charged wrongfully for in the first place. Balancing the books. I would <laughs> call it that. Yeah. Balancing the books. Yeah. <laughs> call me the auditor. That, yeah. that sounds sound like the special move of a wrestling character called the accountant. <laughs> oh, but
1: he's going to balance the books! <laughs> he's
2: going to balance for goodness sake <laughs> he's got a family ring the goddamn bell <laughs> what was that what was that with your name wrestler back in the day in the 80s million dollar man Ted DiBiase Ted DiBiase that's, oh, man. DBSC, that's yeah. the one there was the IRS man but he, the IRS man yeah the IRS geezer, he, he was one but I don't think his special moves balance in the books <laughs> Well, we could write the i E. I'm we? just saying, yeah.
1: Mick it. Foley, if you're listening, right? Yeah, we we'll want you him have to come out. back again. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'd have him back as the accountant. Yes. Yeah. The accountant, yes. Mick the accountant. Foley. Yeah? Yes. <laughs> Cleaned up. Yes.
2: <laughs> yes. Cleaned up his act. Oh man, yeah.
1: that'd be the, amazing.
2: Now, uh, the the second move, like the Rock had rock bottom and people's elbow, would, would be the Panama Papers. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's going for the animal of from the
3: top, turn oh, oh, yes. Where's he gone?
2: Oh, this, <laughs> Where's he
3: gone?
1: <laughs> this could go, this could go forever. There's so much. Oh, man. Can you imagine him? The recession years. Yeah. Fucking um, hell. <laughs> oh, quality stuff, man. <laughs> oh. That'd be his people's elbow, is not it? Yeah, oh, recession. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably been recession. Devil's trail. <laughs> he will never recover. Oh man! So uh, there's a lot of young comedians out there. They want to get into comedy. They want to be funny, right? Mm. I'm one of those people that thinks I'm funny. Not that funny, right? But if I want to learn to be funny, what kind of tips have you got for me? You were funny guys. Uh, Chuck yourself in the deep end. My my thing is, first
3: thing is, you got to get rid of that fear. What? What fear? You gotta get rid of the fear of uh, performing in front of people. That is usually what comes when you're trying to be funny. Because the thing is, like when you're, f- it's is trying to make people laugh is very different to kind of like acting on stage and stuff like that. Because you're you're backed up with with you, you're just performing, and it's down to your acting. Whereas this is the your specific goal is you have to make people laugh. Otherwise, that's it. It's game over. You failed, and so. Your thing has to be is like you have to be confident in yourself and you have to be confident in performing in front of people. So my thing is to chuck yourself out in the deep end and try it because there's enough people always think that the the number one thing people have about comedy is they always f- f- scared of dying on stage and like being on stage and no one's laughing at them. And it's like once you get past that fear, it's fine. You can you can start kind of trudging through the. You can start trudging through and finding your own feet once you're, you get that rid of that fear. I think that fear it stops a lot of people from acting on things because they, they don't want to die. Because that's the, that's the end. That's the disaster. Or is, am I talking rubbish? Is,
1: is, <laughs> is, it, is it kind of like Bane and Batman or to get over the fear of dying, you must die, should we say? You know, you must yeah. become the dark. Yeah. I was born in the light. Born in the
2: light. No, I think
1: I, I think uh, that was a really <laughs> bad connection to its it. Is it kinda like that Batman thing? Is that what you're trying to I say? Mean, I, thought was, like, I thought that was a is good it? analogy personally. Okay, I, cool.
2: yeah. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, <laughs> 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 um but no, no I, I think um, the thing is, I know to write. Like, you gotta get up there. T- t- uh my main advice would always be right from personal experience because when you're trying to come out, you're um you're trying to uh, come up with ideas that are funny. But obviously, there's a bunch of other people all trying to come up with ideas that are funny, and you end up talking about the same things, the same nonsense, and it ends up like the stuff you've been saying you know to set you apart it's very hard because you're all talking about oh what did Trump do or something like that you know mm. if you write for personal experience no one can write the same stuff as you because it didn't happen to them it happened to you mm. and, and audiences are smarter without even them even realising they. you can get a sense of when things are true and you can get a sense of when things have just been massaged for yeah, effect fabricated, yeah. and and to be honest it it goes that way like the stuff that's based in true, always truth always does better I think, in terms of getting on stage, absolutely, it's a good uh, bit of advice. Just get up there and do it. But in general, like, it's funny that Arnel said about the, um, you know, fear of dying. I remember someone told me when I first started comedy that Dave Chappelle had said, um, you know, when he first started out, there was a big show that they used to do in uh, the New York Empire. And, uh, like, it was kind of like a gong show or whatever. And he said, for years, I just couldn't do that because I thought, oh, my God, it's a banged-out arena. Imagine if I died. Like, if I died there, that would be the most embarrassing thing ever. Mm -hmm. And one day, he got the courage up to do it. He's like, let me go and do this show. Went out there, and straight away, his biggest fear came to reality because he died. Like, straight up, they weren't going for his stuff. They hated him. They boo, boo. And then he got off stage, and he just smiled, and he went, wow, that wasn't even that bad. And he said that was what actually helped him go on because mm-hmm. once i conquered my biggest fear and thought, you know what, it's not actually that bad, then anything else didn't scare me. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm only going to die again somewhere else. It's probably got less people. And so mm-hmm. that was how he, um, you know, got the kind of courage to keep going so to get over that fear just die go out there and do your worst work which <laughs> is what you said at the start of the podcast
1: isn't it <laughs> I'm just, dead Billy's just out here living life Billy, Billy knows the secret he's like let's
2: start the show properly exactly. no fear Billy You I gave a, you gave away the Kaiser Soze ending didn't you really? he's died of it. <laughs> I'm dead he's had a terrible gig <laughs> he's had a terrible gig he's died and he gave you the shock ending
0: <laughs>
2: oh. um, now if you listen to his podcast backwards you'll realise <laughs> yeah, it's (laughs) Billy is ahead of
1: the game in so many different ways. What do you have to say about that, Billy? Nothing. Uh, Yeah, we're on to you, mate. We're on to you. So, if our listener wants to find out where you are and get in contact with you, both as a duo or separately, how can they do that, guys? Take all the time in the world and let us know all the ways, please. Uh,
3: You could catch us on social media. Uh, We try our best to keep on top of it. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I don't even no, I can't even say I try my best <laughs> sometimes I tweet <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, but yeah you can catch uh, you can catch us on Twitter at Johnny at Johnny and Inel. Mm-hmm. or you can catch us individually at Inel or at Johnny I Cochran uh, that's the same for Instagram Instagram as well, well. yeah um, I think on Instagram I'm Inelius. Uh but yeah you can catch us what we're doing do the Tuesday Twitch tune in um, you can catch us doing a whole bunch of different things uh, Johnny's on MTV he's the uh
2: the uh, the, the voice-off, yeah. It's a good gig, that not it? Yeah. It's not bad. Pays the rent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, ah! No, it's a, it's a lovely little setup. up It's uh, nice. I'd uh, get to do it with Jade Adams, who's a wonderful comic, so we yeah, have fun, really. Um, and it's one of those things where, when I was younger, there were a couple of jobs within TV, I, I never, I've always wanted to know how mm. it worked, and i started i was going to say this on stage at one point because i didn't know it's got something there because when i was younger i used to think that the person who used to do the inter titles between programs was just sitting there mm. live 24 mm. 7 watching exactly clock exactly. <laughs> watching isn't <just> it the- <laughs> well exactly but you know they start their shift pretty good and next up it's eastenders uh, or oh, next up coronation street but then you get into the late hours Right, it's one o'clock and uh, that geezer with a roulette wheel is coming out next, okay? So yeah. he's going to be on for about three hours. Turn over to the other channel, you got that little girl with the chalkboard. Uh, it's dead on TV, what are you even doing up? <laughs> um, so I, I got to see what it's like to do that, because I'm doing the MTV one. And the other one was when I was a kid watching CBBC, watching acts in the broom cupboard yeah, with the puppets yeah, 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 and he's towards me how does that work and now we've seen yeah don't destroy the magic for us what are you talking it, about you know, puppets um uh, uh. <laughs> occasionally they will get like a sock puppet in, which isn't the main obviously the main they own puppets they're real
3: <sighs> so um yeah Killed it. Yeah, you can uh, see Johnny on MTV, though. Uh. (laughs) And also getting my P45 for (laughs) ctv But yeah, you can catch us about, man. We're doing lots of different things. Um, I'm in a video game coming up. um, uh, uh, VoiceOver is my thing. Um, uh, It's always been like a a, a passion of mine as a a young kid, being able to kind of... I always remember the stories of me and my little brother and my older brother used to do, we used to get the the old tape deck, you know, with cassette tape B, put the tape in B, hold down, record and play. And then we used to just like record through the little microphone, like hole that was at the top of the stereo. Used to like come up with cool little funny stories that we do funny voices and stuff with. So uh, it's evolved into kind of doing voiceovers for like games and cartoons and things. And so like, I've always loved that. So you can catch, you can catch my voice here and there and different places. can
1: you tell us what game we can find you want
3: you can fi- uh, find me on uh do and Faye. dance of death is coming out soon uh towards the end of the year uh fractured space i think that came out at last yeah uh a bunch of cartoons as well that, uh, uh <laughs> and uh comedy central nice uh, I'm the voice of that so you can hear me introduce friends
1: <laughs> okay, how do you find new ways to introduce friends, over? I'm gonna
3: do that every week. Uh, y- yeah? you'd be surprised. There's a lot of friends.
1: <laughs> I just be like, I'll just be like, yeah, this is the one where Jerry does this. That's the actual name of the episode. Enjoy people, it. Yeah. People know that the that, that I I thought the fan base would die out uh, the older we got
3: because there's Hell newer no. shows that are coming now, but the fan base is if anything is getting bigger. They do like a thing called Friends Fest every year. It gets bigger and bigger where they recreate the sets for just people to come and take selfies and things in and, and
2: really sells oh, yeah. out people like get
1: that. yeah people get pictures in the cafe yeah. uh, people get pictures on the couch sells out like crazy it's probably like the most famous couch closely followed by casting couch which is the second mm. most famous couch <laughs> in the whole world uh but like friend yeah man i think on a level I was I think friends came on in the, the other day and there was an episode that I hadn't watched I think it's the episode where Joey was trying to learn French or something like that. Yeah like, yeah yeah. And he's re- like just makes up words like hey, poof" like
2: that. I remember introducing uh, that one.
1: Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: just not interested but in like, friends never have been. It
3: doesn't hold up too well these days to like modern standards and how society's changed but people still love it. Yeah there's people, a lot of facts. It's jokes
1: <laughs> uh, really, a lot of fat. there yeah. was the
3: points where Monica oh, yeah, was just not in a factor. Oh, yeah.
1: Is everything?
2: Yeah, that wouldn't run now, would it?
0: No, how interesting.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know they get roasted now. for homophobia quite a bit as well. Yeah, they? So. yeah, yeah, a lot of homosexual jokes. Mm. Mm.
1: Yeah, I was watching some old Ali G stuff the other day from his Channel Four show, and I was thinking, <laughs> there's no way you could have that on a Channel Four comedy show. Some of the stuff that he said was just. Yeah. And now, Twitter. <laughs> you, would would even go, be, you wouldn't even be able no, to get in the room to do those no interviews. Way. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh yeah. Oh, and that as well, obviously. But some of the stuff that he'd say, like mm. I was just like, that would not run today. How <laughs> interesting. <laughs> I can see you guys doing it. All. Yeah, I can. I can visual, visualize you doing a cartoon, though. You guys definitely could see that. Would you be interested in writing something like that? You got voices. You got characters. Yeah, it's sketch work. We've done a few like, like
3: cartoons and things before, but we'd love to do our own one. That mm. would be amazing. <laughs>
2: That yeah, man.
1: We, we've d- we've like dabbled in
3: like animation and stuff on our show where we've we had like 3D animation like sketches and things like that. Yeah. But uh we'd like we'd love to do a cartoon, a cartoon movie, That would yeah. be wicked. Yeah, That'd
1: yeah. be great. But
2: they're quite expensive to make, aren't they? It's yeah. not yeah, easy. It, takes it's forever. Right. Yeah, it does
1: take a long I time. I remember
3: doing a cartoon, it took two years to come out and I was like, rah! I forgot I did that. It was like yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> The teams the
1: teams that are needed yeah. are massive, yeah. And also, wow, you, is that is that where you're at now? You're doing work? So you much work, you're forgetting what you've done. Bits, you know. Didn't yeah. yes. <laughs> 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 realise
2: I was on that one.
1: Still, I'm well, sick. Well, right. an extra cut in, you know.
2: <laughs> I, I, I get that when when people go, "Oh, I saw you on TV." I was like, "What?" Like, <laughs> I,
3: I, I never used to think that would be a thing where, like, if I got on TV, I'd always know when I'm on. Mm. No, no, I, don't nah, no. That. No, I no. play was, a baby. There was one on. We've been on TV, TV like three times a day, and you wouldn't even know, you know.
2: Yeah, there was one on CBC that's come out recently that I was on, which was called Animal TV. And it's basically like animals running a news network for other animals, apparently, obviously. Um, And I'm Terry the Turtle in that. Didn't even remember because it's been so long ago. But yeah, I mean, it goes like that, really. Yeah. You know, people- That's a good thing about online,
1: though, isn't it? And, and repeating content on these specific CBBC channels now, instead of them just having like four hours at the end of every single day. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Because yeah. if, you, if you're young, if you're, say, I'd say, if you're under the, if you were born after, when did they get rid of CBBC? Like, the, well, when did they move it onto its own channel? I
3: think it was about five, six years ago. Yeah, but well, it was longer than that because we. It was just before we. Oh yeah, it was, wasn't it? About yeah, seven, then.
2: And- yeah, it's, it, I think it was probably just shy of a decade, to be honest. Jesus. Uh, yeah, I wow. mean, it was definitely. Uh, sorry, by the way, to the people listening. I am sniffling a bit. I've got hay fever. I can't help it. Getting so, in Case they were wondering it's all right mate yeah just put my apologies out there it's like these a-listers look at that he's doing it on the mic <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah no uh, so yeah they've done it a while back but it was good it's good it's it's great to have worked the thing is is a lot of people if they went straight into doing adult stuff they're rarely going to go back to do kids once they're there so it's mm. nice to have moved through the kids thing into doing you know more adult stuff now anyway mm.
3: it, it we it feels like we've kind of got a good glimpse of how the industry kind of operates from doing it from this route, and so it, it's not like we've, we're more cautious. It's more a case of we're 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 being we're very evident, we're, we're trying to be, I guess, a bit more savvy with the moves that we make because we know where certain things can lead to and other things that might be dead mm. ends. And so it's like yeah. okay, it's good to kind of keep our eyes sorted. And, mm-hmm. and and one good thing is is being with Johnny, going through this experience together is one of the golden things that I don't think I'll ever replace. It is going through and learning about an industry with someone else and going yeah. through the same trials and tribulations as that other person. It's a load off because this, this, this like this industry is definitely a roller coaster ride. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. is, and I didn't understand why people said that, and to kind of actually experiencing it myself, and but the fact that I was able to kind of go through a lot of that with Johnny. It's it's like, it takes a load off of like,
2: definitely. And the, the other thing is, is like coming from CBBC, like it's weird to say you have fame because it's not like, you know, you, you've got women chucking bras at you and stuff like, you know, at gigs and whatnot. It's not that kind of fame. It's like, I, I still get spotted now on the street and people come up to me and stuff like that. Um, but it, there's less kind of pressure. Like if I was someone who was really famous, you've got a, there's a greater responsibility when you're seen out and about and things like that, you know. Um, and I think that had we, like, this is why when you see some people off like X Factor or whatever, they have that instant high level fame. I don't, I'm not surprised some of them go under. Like, mm. I really ain't. Like, I'm pleased of where we come from because for me now, anything we do will just be an in, like an increase of the same, you know, the same thing that we've already had. So you can build yourself and and make sure you're secure in your life. Mm. Because otherwise everything changes. And that's how, I'm not surprised people go off the rails. It's yeah, a crazy yeah. world.
3: <laughs> Lots of people go off the rails. But it's, it, it's, I think it's because it's so volatile and, it, and there's no consistency in this industry. Like if you're hot, you're hot. It's great. But then you could also not be hot and then that's it. It's like all those opportunities that were once there for you, they're gone. And so it's that roller coaster ride and a lot of the time you're not in kind of control of that and so it's it's trying to find a space in which you can kind of operate as yourself and be secure while still pursuing your career in, in the mm-hmm. direction you want to kind of take it and and as I said like being able to kind of do that with someone else is, is a godsend in, in in a lot of regards because without that I don't know I don't think I'd still be in this industry you know I, I, feel, I think some of them lows would be like ooh they
2: hit you a bit too hard sometimes and yeah. it's like oh gosh I, I can't come back from knocking that knocking back on the school gates you got my job back
3: <laughs> <laughs> sorry I made fun <laughs> of some <laughs> of the kids yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're not going to get that job now yeah, yeah. what's what that you about, what
2: you about you what's that about forwarding some pay as well you
1: know? <laughs> <laughs> hey yeah that's <man's> got rent <laughs> <laughs> All right, just spot me 20 quid. Yeah, 20 quid yeah. Yeah, 20, 20. All right. Oh, well, thanks very much for coming on the show, guys, man. I'd love to have you come back on the show. I'd love you to kill some time playing some games. Uh, we're going to oh, get, yeah. we've actually got some. You're teasing us, man. I can see some game consoles mm. in the corner. Uh, so. yeah, yeah, we got it, baby. We need it, we got <laughs> it. Uh, we've got some great titles that we're getting some exclusive plays on, though. Um, awesome, and because we know what kind of games you're into, we can tailor those to you as well. Yeah. So okay. We'll give you a shout. And we've got some <laughs> great multiplayer games on the way as well, which you can both play together. Nice. Uh, or against each other. <laughs> but yeah, this has been How to Kill an Hour. I've been Marcus Bronzy. I've been Inel Tomlinson. And I've been Johnny Cochran That's right Oh, and before we let you go, howtokillanhour.com is our website where you can find out about everything we do to kill time. You can watch ways that we kill time. You can read about ways we kill time. And of course, we'll let you know about the podcast and everything we drop on the site if you sign up to our newsletter. All right? Stay blessed.